It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. No problem. Hey, uh, mate, huge news, obviously, coming out with Dustin Johnson, the latest uh, to join the LOV. They are gaining some momentum. What's, what's your take on the whole situation with the LOV and the PGA scenario we're facing at the moment? Well, do you have a couple hours or is this just a short little conversation? <laughs> um, I, I, I think what we, I think what we definitely have is a, um, a situation where we have two strong groups that are fight, that are literally fighting now for the soul of what professional golf is going to be, not in the United States, but over in the world. And um, one group, which is the LIV group, which is led by Greg Norman, uh, has a tremendous amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't even we couldn't even explain how much money this group can has can tap into. And you got the PGA Tour that for years has been the 500 pound gorilla that anytime they wanted to do something, they get they pretty much got it done. But now that's not the case. They're up against a what I would say is an equal foe. And I think in the end, there's going to have to be some kind of deal made because I don't think one's going to be able to overtake the other. I just think it's going to be a it would be a bloody it would be a bloody war if they did that. I think mm-hmm. cooler heads at some point are going to prevail and they're going to come up with some kind of solution. But in the meantime, it's going to be tremendous press and copy that we're going to be dealing with over the next I would say probably three to six months. Hey, Alex, do you think the standard of golf, you know, with the lack of players that they can they can get to come over to LIV, uh, is really going to make a difference to whether or not it goes ahead? I, I do. Um, I think that's the whole point. I think if you're the LIV people, your goal is to stay around as long as you can and get more and more people interested. And when I was at Memorial this week and talking to players, and I was shocked by this, no matter who I talked to, veterans, guys I never would have thought would have been to talking to them, younger guys, they all were, were interested in learning more. We're, we have the door open to talk with them. Doesn't mean we're going to go, but we're interested in talking to them. And I think if you're, if you're the PGA Tour and you hear basically that almost – Every one of your members is it willing is willing to at least listen. I think that's a problem for the PGA Tour. 
Yeah, it's it's a huge problem. We've had Dustin Johnson, we've had Kevin Nah, we've had some big names that have already made the switch at the moment. Is there anyone you're kind of expecting that you, you kind of hearing whispers that potentially might make the move? And and you know he's going to pay 150 million Dustin Johnson, so he's got 150 million reasons to go. But anyone else that potentially could go and maybe cripple the PGA? Well, you, I'm assuming you know, too, about Phil Mickelson, obviously, was over yeah. now, reportedly. And, and I hate to report these numbers because I don't know where we, I don't know where anybody's getting this information. But mm. the reported number now on Phil Mickelson is $200 million, or $200 million plus. I heard just before I got on here with you guys that Bryson DeChambeau is the next to go and that he's going to announce sometime this weekend. Now, in talking to Bryson, to us, he, he basically waved it off and said, no, I'm not. I don't know if he planned on doing anything. However, in talking to some players that have spent some time with Bryson, he was kind of complaining and moaning about the fact that, you know, he caught a lot of grief when he first started talking about this and he decided to back down. But the question is, why back down if it's all about money for you, which it was for him? So if he can renew those conversations and get something like Dustin Johnson money, why not get that Dustin Johnson money and then play for what potentially is $4 million a, a, a tournament. And that's an eight tournament of season. What happens when it goes to 14 events or 12 events or whatever? I mean, the money they're playing for is outrageous. There's no question about that. And I know we all talk about, there's a lot of people are talking about, oh, it's, it's from a political standpoint, it's money coming from a bad organization and the, 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 the Saudis are bad and this and that and everything else. And is that all they care about is money? Well, these guys make a living. This is what they make their living at, playing golf, professional golf. Are you suggesting they should limit their ability to earn because you think they shouldn't be dealing with this group or that group or because they're getting too much money or because the PGA Tour, who really doesn't care about them, according to them, you know, should they should have some kind of alliance with them or feel an allegiance to them? So I think it's up. I think at the end of the day, when you're talking about this much money, it is very, 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 very hard to say no. So, PGA, they're faced with a bit of a dilemma at the moment. What do you think they're going to do? How are they going to react to all this? Will they have to dig into their own pockets, raise the stakes, find some money, offer contracts to certain players, some big numbers? Do we see that happening with the PGA? Well, I think the PGA kind of got tossed a curveball just recently when all these players that are American players, um, well, not just American players, uh, but all the PGA Tour members pretty much decided to resign their membership. Before it was kind of like, well, what are they going to do to me? They could suspend me. They could ban me. They could find me. Now it's like, you can't do anything to me because I'm no longer a member. And I think that is a problem for the PGA Tour. They're thinking they could somehow force these guys back. It's not going to happen. They've resigned their memberships. So if they resign their memberships, they're no longer under the PJ Tour umbrella. So that's the problem for the Tour. How do they handle, you know, that kind of situation? How are they going to handle these guys that are on the fence? They don't really know what to do with that. I mean, I've heard players say, we've gone to the PJ Tour, and I've told them specifically, if the number is X, I'm leaving which means if I'm going to get a signing bonus for X or Y, I'm out of here. The tour can't beat that. They can't match that. And you're hearing that mm -hmm. from player after player. 
So what do they do? I mean, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm actually at a real loss because right now the USGA has basically said these players are going to be able to play at the U.S. Open next next week. The RNA, I don't think, is going to change their stance. I don't believe. So now that's two majors that you don't have to worry about. So you got the two other majors you do have to worry about. Well, Augusta is not for nine months from now. So they're, or eight, whatever it is, 11 months, whatever it may be. So they have time to kind of figure through this. There's a lot going to happen in the next six, seven, eight, nine months. The tour is not going to get the support that they would hope they would have gotten from the USGA, the RNA. And so then in turn, the players are like, well, look, we play eight weeks. We play four majors. That's, you know, that's 11 weeks for us. That's all I need. I don't need to play anymore. I've got a chance to make a boatload of money playing in 11 weeks. I got a nice big signing bonus. So what can the tour do? I think they're very, very limited now. Yeah, mm. Alex, and, and the question is, like, what is it that they've got to lose? You know, the, the PGA. Well, no one, no one actually knows what it is that they're fighting for when we know that these players have this massive check being waved in front of their face saying, well, come and get some money over here. Is it is it that uh, is it about media rights? Is it about just legacy? What is it that they they are fighting for here, the PGA? Well, they're, I think they're fighting for their survival. Mm. I think that's how they see this. They're fighting for their survival, and um, they don't understand. They don't seem to be willing. In fact, they're not willing at this point to have any conversations with the with the live group to try to find a way to make this thing work where they could work together because they're not clearly listening to their players. Their players, their players aren't necessarily money hungry. They're, they're more than comfortable with the money they're playing for. They want some transparency in their relationships with the PGA tour. They want to limit, they want to eliminate to some extent the amount of events they have to play in. So as an example, let's take Adam Scott, which is down there. I know he's not New Zealand from New Zealand, but Adam's from Australia. You know, Adam wants to play 15 events. He has no problem playing in FedEx, the FedEx Cup. But when the FedEx Cup championship is over in end of August, beginning of September, he does not want to be forced to have to play in the rest of September and October and November and half of December. He doesn't want the season to start back up until January. So he doesn't want to play these ball, ball events. If he wants to keep his card currently under the current system, he has to play in these fall events because he has to get points. He doesn't want to do that. And he's not the only one. You know, at some point you become interested in something other than playing professional golf for a living. You have kids, you have a family, you want to do other things. You you are very hamstrung. I know it's hard to believe as much money as you're playing for, but you're hamstrung in regards to what your life can be like. If you're a professional golfer, the way the system works now, that's why the live situation gives them such so much more flexibility, and they see that flexibility. And you know what? It's not any different than what people have learned over time with the pandemic. Look what happens now when I don't have to go into the office; I can just work from home. Look at the flexibility mm-hmm. I now have. Is there a reason why these people don't want to go back home or go back to the office? Yes, they don't want to give up their freedom. They're not mm-hmm. any different than any of these professional golfers are right now. Oh, you're making a hell of a lot of sense here, and it's all all aligning. They've got the the formula right as the LIV. Um, quickly before we let you go, Alex, we appreciate you coming on the show. Is there one golfer? Is there one name 
that you feel if they made the switch, it could really cripple the PGA. I threw it out on the text machine yesterday. I've got one in mind, but have you got someone? If they go, it's 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 doom day for the PGA. Well, if not if not Tiger, which mm. he has said he's not, and I yep. believe him, it would have to be Rory. Yes. And if Rory McIlroy decided to make the switch, that would make the difference to me. Really, Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth, either one of those two. And I think you have to remember, you know, from from my standpoint, covering this tour for 25 years, there's only so many needle movers that are out there. Tiger's one, even though he's not playing. Rory's one. Jordan's one. Bryson DeChambeau to a, to a, to a point is, is one as well. You start getting needle movers, and there's not many. But if you got a needle mover to move, that's going to make a difference. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I was the same as you, Rory McIlroy, for me. If he left, wow, that is big, big news. Have you heard any whispers about those guys, Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy, potentially thinking about it? No. I, Justin Thomas is not thinking about it. Rory McIlroy, you know, Rory McIlroy continues to slowly open the door a little more because he didn't, I think at the time, he didn't, he didn't understand and didn't see where this could go and where it might go and where it's actually going now. I don't think it's, I think it's going to take a little while, but Rory McIlroy, eventually, I could see making that move. Beautiful, beautiful. Alex, we appreciate you coming on the show, Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast and sharing your insights of the latest uh, scenario facing the PGA and the LIV Golf Tour. Thank you so much, Alex. Take care. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.